Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and uh, somewhat dreary Wednesday morning. Looking out the window, to see see what what it was doing out there. I uh, been kind of like fall like weather. I don't know what's going on uh, with our weather system. I uh, feels like fall out there instead of summertime. But uh, from what I understand, the uh, uh, supposed to warm up, I think, starting tomorrow or Friday, supposed to warm back up again, but I think it's supposed to get more glorious rain. Yay! That's what everybody's wanting is more rain, so I'm sure everybody's super excited about that. And So uh, don't forget, join us tonight at 7 o'clock, uh, uh, either right here on social media or on our website, flbconline.com, at 7 p.m. this evening. We're going to continue our study in Hebrews, Lord willing, and uh, that is the objective goal this evening and uh, we've got some great stuff to uh, discuss and cover and uh, you'll be glad you joined in and of course we know the world is quickly spinning out of chaos and it's just uh, insane they're giving in to the demands of these uh, lunatics in Washington uh, state uh, said they uh, put up uh, concrete barriers for the little weenies and uh, uh, said they restricted it from seven blocks to uh, three blocks and i tell you if it's i think they ought to just shut their power off don't give a thing to these uh anarchists and uh, cut their wi-fi and they would cry like little babies and as soon as those bellies got hungry they would say forget this and go right back uh, home so uh, just uh, the fact that they get are giving into anything that these turkeys want is just uh, absolutely mind-boggling and um, i know that uh this is a hot button issue for a lot of individuals, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian. A lot of people have differing views of what's going on in our country right now, particularly with race. Uh, I do worry that the pendulum of racism is going is swinging uh, sternly to the other side. And my point is, is that to me, in my humble opinion, the way things are continuing to go, that uh, rate that white people will be the victim of racism. You may say, whoa, what in the world are you talking about, you racist? <laughs> so, you know, uh, you're going to be called racist no matter what you do if you're white. That's my point. It's just, you know, um, all this kowtowing and bowing and uh, showing people kissing boots. And I mean, it is almost to the point where there's so much white guilt that people feel they have to apologize for who they are. And that's reverse racism. Uh, whether you want to like it or not or believe it or not, that's exactly what that is. It's not who is superior uh, over somebody else. There's not about oppression. What this is about is working together, treating each other equally. Whatever happened in the, you know, in the beginning stages of our country when in regards to slavery, yes, that was wrong. That was bad. But what they forget is that uh, their own people sold them into slavery. They had slaves themselves. Uh, we remember we were talking about the Ashanti tribe. They had slaves themselves. So it's not like it's all one-sided. And people want to condemn the Civil War, and they want to condemn the Confederate flag. And uh, although, uh, unfortunately, it has been attached to hate groups, that's still a part of my Southern heritage and culture. But here's one thing people forget about is the carpetbaggers. See, after the war, after the Civil War, the carpetbaggers come down here, and they made life miserable 
uh, and uh, for southern people. They robbed southern people. They, uh, they uh, bought land for pennies on the dollar, drove us into poverty. See, they don't, they don't mention that. All right. They want to uh, talk about how great Abraham Lincoln was. Abraham Lincoln wasn't an abolitionist. And uh, again, goes back to the very thing I'm saying. The whole war was not, did not, I'll put it this way, did not start out in the beginning stages about slavery. But it eventually went into that. But people don't want to hear that. But, you know, it is, um, uh, so, you know, what we're seeing now, you know, whatever happened, you know, and like I said, we, we had, uh, in 1965, we had, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Equality Act put into place, and, uh, uh, you know, of course, we had uh, civil rights marches and uh, Selma and things. You know, yes, black people have had a, 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 a tumultuous uh, history uh, in regards to uh, segregation, that was wrong, uh, yes, but, you know, whatever, you know, that's just like somebody said, well, should the, you know, as they said, they want reparations and, and uh, for what happened back then. So you're saying that every Japanese individual needs to pay for Pearl Harbor. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different things. You know, there's things in our history and our past that we, you know, unfortunately was bad, but we can't, you know, we, all we can do is say, you know what, that is bad. Let's learn from that. Let's grow. Let's move on. You know, again, you can't get, you can't, uh, grow if you're constantly looking backwards. You can't go forward if you're constantly looking backwards. It, it, it's just, and that's all they want to consistently do is look backwards. And uh, so, you know, yes, that was bad then, but we're in a new time and place in history. We have learned from that. We understand and know that segregation was wrong and bad, that we look on a man's heart. We look on the merit of his character, not the color of his skin. But it just seems like that is the focal point. It, it is, you know, it, it is blatantly obvious the liberals are trying to push us into a very real race war. And uh, there's people out there who are a whole lot crazier than I am that are about to give them what they want because a lot of people are fed up with it. And uh, that is wrong. We don't want that. We want peace in our land. We don't want another civil war. Uh, but the uh, revisionist in our history, uh, the uh, misconceptions uh, in regards to the South, uh, you know, there's so much going on. And that uh, we everybody needs to cool their jets. Uh, good morning, Mr. Sop. And uh, and just take and just take a deep breath and realize that we're being played uh, by the uh, uh, by the government. Uh, there's, there's just no other way about it. It's it, it is uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, something. It's called. Um, Ah, my mind just went black. I don't tip my tongue. My mind just went black. Good morning, Lee. But anyway, uh, the point is uh, we're being divided because, see, the liberals, they don't care anything about uh, what's going on. They don't give a rat's backside about those of color. They don't give a rat's backside of what's going on. But what they want to do is uh, hurt the reelection of President Trump. That's what their ultimate goal is. And they're hoping that people get so fed up that they'll say, well, we need something new and different and we'll vote it's it's hard to say with a straight face. Vote for somebody as insane as Biden, and uh, yeah, that's what they're what they want. I'm telling you right now, if he gets in there, he everybody knows he's he's senile. Maybe even have the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. If he gets in there, the one running our country would be Pelosi. He he'll just be a puppet. And if that happens, <laughs> kiss your rights as Christians, as as free men and women. You might as well kiss your fannies goodbye because they they'll push socialism. They're gonna run us into communism. I mean, you you just wait and see. It's going to be a nightmare. Uh, so uh, don't play into their hands. Let's not give in to this division, uh, you know, uh, and let's work together. Uh, you know, and it's like a um, African-American police officer. He was there at the signing when 
President Trump was doing the uh, reform uh, for the police, uh, he gave him the ink pen. He was talking about this morning. He said that, uh, you know, he said, it doesn't matter what color you are. If you if you reciprocate, you're kind, you know, uh, there's no reason to be, no matter what color you are, no reason to be nervous and upset. If you're, if you're obeying the law and you're uh, abiding with the police officers and what they're telling you to do, everything's fine. But when you start running from the cops, grabbing their weapons, resisting arrest, being combative, what do you think is going to happen? It doesn't matter what color you are. But they don't. They but, people, but the media wants to sidestep those kind of scenarios. They want to focus on the on the very few things to help drive us further into division. And we have to quit this and work together. There's a lot of great African American men and women out there, and there's a lot of great white men and women out there. There's a lot of great brown men and women out there. There's a lot of red men and women out there that are great. Yellow, red, and yellow, black, and white. See where I'm going? And we're all precious in his sight. There's a lot of great people. On the flip side, there's a lot of terrible, white trash, low-life scumbags out there in any race, in any color. So you know what? Why? Because there's sin in our lives. As long as evil exists, as long as sin exists, we will have division, and we're going to have racism, and we're going to have these types of scenarios. What can cure that? Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can call, bring about that peace. He is the only one that can bring about that love. And he's the only one that can repair and bring peace upon this nation. So keep that in mind. Good morning, Miss Sheila Miller. Well, let's see if we can, we will stand if you are available to. And let us um, say the Pledge of Allegiance. I have a special guest this morning. I have Mr. John Wayne, who's going to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, all right? So uh, I do stand, and I do remove my hat when we do the pledge. So let's everybody stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. But I do something a little different today and thought I would uh, let John Wayne uh, lead us in our Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, I uh, uh, was able to, uh, so it's hard to get this time in, uh, <laughs> time in, in our lives. Mr. Saab says we are all products of our past. We don't have to be chained down by it. The past is not our residence. We have fresh start every day to make a change for the better. Thank you, Mrs. Sipe. Very well said and, and could not have been stated better. Thank you. I appreciate those very good words there. All right, so this morning we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 8 and 9, and also 15 and 16. So if you have your Bibles handy and ready, uh, let us look at take a good look at that this morning, and uh, let me... Uh, Get over here, and I have to, well, I'm trying to do two things at one time. I have the website going and our social media, so uh, bear with me here. So let's bring those verses up so everybody can read along together. Verses 8 and 9 of 1 Peter chapter 3. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion of one another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rending evil for evil. Or railing for railing, but contra, con, 
contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. Verse 15, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that, whereas they speak evil of you, as of evil doers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts, as you've always heard me old Pappy say. Now, <clears throat> what we're looking at, folks, out here this morning, uh, we're dealing with uh, apologetics, uh, apologia uh, in the Greek, uh, to give an answer, to give a defense, is what we're looking at. And Peter knew um, better than most what it was like uh, to have to give a defense, uh, understanding the inspired, uh, inerrant, and holy word of God. Uh, in fact, there was um, uh, an individual, uh, my mind just went blank on me, Smith was his name, Gypsy Smith. I can't remember his first name, I want to say Roger, but Gypsy Smith. But he said that uh, there, are, there are five uh, uh, first five books of the New Testament. And, uh, of course, he's saying this kind of, facetiously, but he's talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Christians. And because he says that most people don't read the first four, but they watch the fifth. And see that a lot of people know there's a lot of truth in that. A lot of people watch, uh, good morning, Mike. A lot of people watch um, our actions and what we do. You've heard the old, the old saying, uh, you are the only Bible some people uh, uh, ever read. They're watching your actions. You're, they're watching your reactions and how you, uh, particularly with what's going on in our nation right now in regards to race. LGBTQ issues, uh, all these different things. Those people are watching us, and uh, and they may that's be, may be the only Bible that they see. How do we react? Are we reacting with anger? Are we reacting uh, with selfishness? Are we reacting defensively? How how are we responding to these issues? You know, um, some people when they think when you say you become a Christian, they think, well, well, he's just you know he he's just a good ethical person you know that's all they think that we are as christians that we're just you know uh you know we we uh, try to do good uh, unfortunately that's what some people think you know the you know when we become know jesus christ our personal Lord, savior it's something supernatural it, it is because it comes from god it's a gift from god you know but um you know but you look at the buddhist it's not supernatural it just helps them to become more consistent and uh, what they're trying to do in living their lives. But when we know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, that is something supernatural. And we need, you know, it's so sad that so many Christians out there cannot give that proper defense. They cannot, um, uh, we should all, you know, not everybody has to be uh, a theologian. Not everybody has to be an uh, apologetist. Uh, not everybody has to uh, to know the, uh, the, the, you know, the Bible from beginning to end. Uh, it'd be good. But we need, still need to give some sort of a defense when it comes to our convictions as Christians. You know, it's sad that there's cults out there like Jehovah's Witness and Mormons, and uh, they want to give the notion, uh, they, they prey on people who have just enough knowledge of the Bible to twist it uh, into their, uh, to that uh, erroneous thinking. You know, there's no extra books of the Bible. There, you know, the angel Moroni was uh, proven to be a lie. And, uh, you know, they want to talk about uh, uh, the massacre <laughs> that went on in Utah uh, for those who wouldn't believe 
believe. You know, Joseph Smith was proven to be a a, a plagiarist. I mean, you know, you can and the fact that there there are views on the Trinity alone. I mean, you know, you look at that and, and the deity of Jesus Christ. Those two main issues alone. If there's nothing else, those issues alone, where they falter at, you know that they're they're in the wrong direction. They are not saved. They are not Christian. But they want to prey on those. Who, uh, who are Christians. And so we all need to be able to give a defense. And it's sad that these cults and, and these um, false religions can uh, argue or debate you up one side down another, but Christians are like, uh, let me ask my pastor. Uh, I don't know. You know, that ain't good enough. We have to study to show ourselves approved. We have to be able to give a proper defense. And, and I'm no different. There's, you know, growing up, uh, you know, there's the people will be confronting me uh, with different issues. I'm like, uh, let me ask my dad. Uh, let me ask my dad. And even after going to seminary and uh, <clears throat> and and starting into the ministry, people were like throwing questions at me like this, <clears throat> and expected me to to give a you know a, a snap answer. And I was still learning and growing myself, even at that moment. And uh, and couldn't always do that. But even to this day, if somebody, I'm not going to blow smoke, all right? If I don't know an answer and you ask me, I'm going to tell you, uh, let me research it, let me find out, and let me be sure. If I think I know it, I will literally say, "Here's, I, I'm pretty sure this is what the answer is, and I'll research it. And double check and make sure if I'm wrong, I'll say from the pulpit, hey, I was asked this, this is wrong, here's what this is. If I was right, I'll reinforce it and say, here's the source, here's why I know this is this answer to be true, because I want to make sure people are learning and growing. And, uh, you know, there's different um, types of uh, ways to defend God's word. There's what is called classical apologetics and presuppositional apologetics. Classical is uh, trying to uh, give that proper defense because we know that God's word is inspired, inerrant, infallible. You know, talking about the, as we discussed, I kind of hit briefly yesterday about the teleological, the cosmological, the ontological, the moral, all those kind of things. When you're dealing with presuppositional, of course, you're dealing with preconceived notions in regards to Christianity and to other Christians. And of course, and that's a lot, I think that's 90% of defending God's word is dealing with presuppositional uh, attitudes in regards. Most people parrot what they see and read on social media or what they've heard other people say. So most of the time, trying to break through those those preconceived notions is majority, I think, of the battle for most Christians to make them understand, make other people understand who Jesus Christ was, is, and what he's trying, what his uh, substitutionary atonement on the cross, uh, what that means for us, and how he is a life giver. And I think we break through that. I think that uh, is majority of the battle uh, in trying to give that proper defense. But here's the thing. We've got to be nice. You know, uh, you know I always like the movie Roadhouse. Now, <clears throat> when it comes on TV, I always try to watch the edited version because I realized, you know, when I was a teenager and watched the original, uh, you know, it's a pretty rough movie. So just letting you know now, you know. But what does he say when he uh, <clears throat> first gets to the bar? <clears throat> Sorry, something caught in my throat is that uh, when somebody's belligerent, he says, be nice. They get in your face, be nice. You know, and, uh, and of course, they're like, well, what if they do this? What if they do that? He said, you get a friend, escort them to the door, and still be nice. See, that's the thing, I, I, my driving point here in defending God's word. Our emotions are an all-time high right now. You know, and uh, obviously with everything that's going on in regards to race, what's going on with our police officers, uh, you know, it's nauseating to see uh, that they think that in this one uh, place a police officer went to, they think he was they were poisoned. 
another police officer, she was, uh, shared the video, and some may have seen it, where she tried to go to McDonald's get food, and how they were so nasty to her, she was in tears, you know, and so our emotions are an all-time high, you know, particularly this being uh, with the LGBTQ being pushed, uh, being uh, uh, part of the 1965 ruling of the civil rights, you know, where you can't hire based on uh, race, uh, religion, uh, or sex, which sex was always determined as man and woman, still is, but they wanted to incorporate uh, this erroneous uh, behavior uh, to, to be a part of that, which, like I said before, is a slippery slope. If you wait and see, this is going to direct, this is not going to stop here, and it's going to fundamentally affect pastors, churches, and Christians. You wait and see. You mark my work. That's what's going to happen. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so when we see posts and comments, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, of course, I know there's other uh, areas of uh, social media that I'm not real familiar with. You know, we have to be careful, you know, and, and I speak from experience because when social media was in its beginning stages, you know, when I was teaching youth and, uh, and I first, you know, first it was MySpace and then it would become Facebook. And uh, I made a lot of mistakes in regards to social media. My, my goal was, you know, I thought I had to, uh, to fight and I had to be right. And, uh, and I, uh, I end up turning people off from Christianity. I turned people, you uh, know, I, I was I very, I become, I was, uh, really, I was a smart aleck, belligerent, and uh, was not showing a lot of love and kindness because I was so aggravated uh, at the responses and what I was seeing in the attack upon uh, uh, my my Christian convictions. And, uh, and in fact, I, I know that I've... Uh, uh, you know, hurt people who were coming even to the church. And, and so, you know, I've asked the Lord to forgive me and I've asked others to forgive me and that's all I can do. But the point is, it's not about winning the argument. Is is it more about sharing Jesus? Remember, I, I said, made the comment about putting the rock in the shoe. You know, that's what we have to do is make sure that we plant the seed. We make people think a little bit. That's the goal. That's what we need to do. It just puts something in there that they, they can't let go. They have to constantly think about. And let's make sure that we're speaking the truth in love. I had this very, uh, I was kind of a debate, you know, but an individual didn't like what I said. Actually, there was two individuals, one on my, uh, my um, ministry page and on my personal page in regards to this with LGBTQ issues and uh, what was just recently passed. And they didn't like what I said. But all I could do is try to explain as kindly as I could, as nicely as I could, what the Word of God says. Of course, they fundamentally always want to shoot down the Old Testament. For whatever reason, that doesn't apply. You know, I, they, they, I guess they, they, they don't realize that that is still a part of the Bible. But anyway, but still, you can't refute what the New Testament says. Try to explain it uh, in regards to what, uh, how this, you know, how moral morality can be legislated, and uh, that effect of that. And so I tried to explain these things as nicely as I could. I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. I was just trying to explain what God's word says in regards to the issue of homosexuality, the issue of uh, uh, judging, and those kind of things. And whether they accepted or they rejected, I tried to be as nice and humble and kind as I could about it, as I could. 
But that's what we have to do. We have to be the reflection of Jesus Christ. We have to be nice. So let's make sure we give a defense, but let's do it lovingly. Remember, we want to draw people to Jesus. We don't want to repulse them. We don't want to push them away. The homosexual is welcome at the church. That's where they need to be, as all sinners need to be. All of us are sinners. All of us sin to fall short of the glory of God. We all need to be in church. And that's where we need to be to get the answers for the pain that we're dealing with, answers to understand that we need conviction, that we need a Savior, we are in need of repentance, we need Jesus Christ. So whether whatever you're wherever you're at in the spectrum of life, I don't care how hard you've partied, I don't care what you've done in your past, the church is where you need to be. And whatever where you're dealing with, Jesus Christ is the answer. So it's not up to us to change other people. It's up to us to give a defense of God's word, apologia, to give that answer, to give that defense. But it's ultimately to God who can change these individuals. It's only God who can redeem and sanctify. It's only God who can bring that reconciliation between us and him. So keep that in mind. So when you see these responses, even though it's infuriating, it's aggravating, it makes you angry, some of the stuff that's put out there, Keep in mind who you are. Just like I was talking about uh, this fellow, Gypsy Smith. You know, he said that, you know, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the Christian. And very seldom is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John read, but the Christian is watched. So remember, people are watching you, and they know where you're coming from. And some people, as because they know you're a Christian, they want to push your buttons and try to get you upset. Don't give in to it. You make your point. You do it lovingly, as kindly as you can, and then get out. Let them say what they want to. You don't have to be right. Just make your point, plant the seed, and go on. Let's show the love of Christ. Let's show the fruits of the Spirit. Let people see that change within us, that it's not just an ethical change, that it's a supernatural change within us. And let that light shine bright and clear. It's needed now more than ever. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to give a proper defense uh, when it comes to your word. Uh, Lord, let us serve you well. Let us always speak the truth in love. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and which will protect us this day. Lord, be with this nation. Heal this land. Bring peace upon us. Touch the hearts and minds of these individuals and let them come to know you before it's too late. Lord, uh, just want to lift up, uh, as I do every morning, I pray, though, that you would be with Darling Barker's stepfather. I pray that you will be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Ginger Hood, Troy Hood, his cousin. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you will be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. I pray that you be with Murph, Roger Winters. I pray that you be with Linda and David Feathers, and Lord, and so many others that uh, offer prayer concerns each and every day. And Lord, uh, I pray that you be with our police officers. Lord, let them please know that they are loved. They are needed. They are appreciative. And we thank them sincerely for their service and what they're trying to do for our communities. And Lord, I pray that you will be with our president, give him the proper wisdom and discernment for the leading of our country. And Lord, I pray that you will be with uh, uh, his family, and him and his family, keep him safe and well. And Lord, be with us and lead us and protect us this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning and hope everybody has a uh, uh, great and wonderful day today. I uh, 
it's always a, a blessing and uh, to be able to share this uh, share God's word each and every morning and I appreciate uh, the support and those who watch each and every day if you'd like to share these devotions you can always find me at dr young 77 here on Facebook if you do not if you have friends or family who do not do social media they can always find me on YouTube at dr Matthias young and as always you can uh, if you haven't already subscribe to the dr young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes it's uh, audio only no video but you can listen to all the daily devotions all of our sermons and podcasts uh, that we do now remember me and brandy we're taking a break this summer we're going to hit it hard when school starts back uh, with the podcast so i uh, hope everybody has a great day today a blessed day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching god bless you.